Hey guys, I just wanted to say thanks for listening to Lockdown Universe through all this time. I really appreciate it. If you are able to, please consider donating like $5, $10 into the Anchored FM uh, uh, account. That way I can focus more on creating good content for you guys, buying better equipment, and making the overall podcast better. I appreciate you listening, even if you can't donate. No problem. Thank you so much for your listenership, and I always appreciate all the fans and the interactions that I have. It's great talking with you guys and great uh, providing content for you guys. Take care. Lockdown Universe, up next. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back, guys, to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. I am excited to be back. We are getting these out. And I have an interesting question. I just watched a little piece of film clip um, from uh, We Are the Disclosure on TikTok. And he was talking about Project Bluebeam. And Project Bluebeam has been talked about till we're blue beamed in the face but it brought up an interesting point so the whole premise behind project blue beam is that the government is going to use some sort of holographic technology to pretend that there's an alien invasion and in which case we are going to use an emp an electromagnetic pulse that you've seen in plenty of movies from like the matrix to tons of other movies so what happens right just like in the matrix if you use an emp and you're using a craft that craft is going to fall right out of the sky if it's if it's needs electricity to perform its capabilities but if you use a huge enough emp to stop an alien invasion what's that going to do it's going to shut down the power grid so let's talk about this and talk about what the potential is for humanity here let's say Project Blue Beam is real. It's been talked about for decades, so the potential for it to actually be real is probably pretty likely. That being said, if we did actually pretend to use holograms to create alien craft in the sky, like a huge alien invasion, like hundreds or thousands of ships, and the government said we have to use an EMP, there's no choice. We have to use this against this alien threat. If, if we don't, we're all dead. And to do that, that would wipe out all of our communications. That would wipe out, you know, everything. You know, maybe maybe landlines would work. I don't even know. You know, when our when our power usually goes out, usually your landlines still function. I'm not exactly sure. I'm, I, you know, I worked at Radio Shack, and I still don't understand how telephone lines actually work. I'm more familiar with cell phones, but. I know that they can work without your power, your house's power working because it's worked plenty of times. So, um, you know, maybe we might have some communications, but they're not going to be cell phones. They're not going to be YouTube, you know, and most people's knowledge really comes from YouTube. We don't have in a lot of innate knowledge on creating workable radios, creating workable farmland, creating workable facilities plumbing and that kind of thing. We have a few folks out there know how to do it, but maybe not enough. And without, even with the knowledge, we still need the pieces. We still need the parts. And so without the electricity to build those parts, we'd have to use old parts. We'd be going back to like Cuba, you know, and 
restoring 1950s cars from scratch, you know, because they're, they're not getting any new cars in, right? And you have to use what you have. So let's kind of talk about that and kind of like examine that just a little bit because the potential is there. Regardless of whether or not Bluebeam happens, there's always the potential for some catastrophic event to occur where our resources are vastly diminished, right? And it doesn't take a lot. It wouldn't even take an alien invasion. All it would take would be for some, you know, human conflict to happen where somebody takes out the power grid or the power grid gets shut down for a natural disaster reason. There's all kinds of reasons why it would happen. Uh, you know, you know, and if we went to war, right, a nuclear winter, a nuclear blast could take out a humongous swath of uh, electricity for weeks upon weeks. And if that happened, society as we know it would crumble, right? It would become the walking dead. We'd all be out for ourselves. You know, you'd be trying to take out your neighbor just to get a drink of water. You know, so there's a lot of things that come into play when it comes down to, you know, the electricity grid going down. But I kind of digress a little bit, right? Because we're, we're trying to focus on alien uh, engagement as opposed to human engagement here. But so going back. And if we needed to use an EMP, what this gentleman described, you know, for Bluebeam, and what a lot of folks have described is there's going to be a fake alien attack. Now, the second piece of this puzzle is that apparently we're going to use this EMP not only to wipe out our own power grid to bring us back, you know, hundreds of years into the past, you know, technologically, but we're also going to use it against an, a, a quote-unquote good alien species to take them out while they are um, also invading. So we're going to create this holographic event that's going to be a false flag event. And it's also going to take out some other good ET ships that either are here or are in low orbit around the atmosphere. So it kind of serves a twofold purpose. This has been discussed and in play. Now, Bluebeam could be like some of these other false flag events that made it onto president's desks and never made it past, right? Like we were talking about in previous podcasts, like the JFK Northwoods Project or Project Mongoose, where, you know, they were going to attack U.S. civilians and Cuban civilians to promote the war against Castro. It never happened. JFK never approved it. But they did go ahead with the Bay of Pigs event. Uh, so, you know, these... These plans, these false flag plans, they're always in development. They're always a possibility. So if it was a possibility, and it did set us hundreds of years back, you know, and we did take out some good alien species, wouldn't that leave us very susceptible to being attacked by some of the bad, malicious, not-so-nice aliens out there? So the question remains, is who's really in charge of these, these pieces of technology? Is it really that, I mean, and I'm going to go down the rabbit hole here, is it really that these negative entity aliens have actually infiltrated our government and have proposed Project Bluebeam to be utilized against some of these more uh, embracing, loving, caring uh, benevolent species creating a false flag attack and then 
by all means attacking these good ships as well um, that are on the planet, probably on you know attacking using the EMP to attack bases uh, of these benevolent good alien species, you know, like the Pleiadians and some of the tall whites and, and some of these other uh, benevolent species, uh, the Nordics and so on and so forth, uh, to attack them. Let's just say, for example, a lot of people say this, that there's some reptilian force within the government. They're working with the government to create a change that they want, and they're trying to make it seem like they're on our side, uh, but they're really not. And they really want to take out other species so that they can have control back on planet Earth. When you look into the depths of ufology, into the depths of, you know, the races of species, the reptilians are really the true inhabitants of Earth. Long before humans came, the reptilians were here, right? We have the dinosaurs, we know that. They were here, quote-unquote, 65 million years ago. However, that being said, there's been many whistleblowers that have discussed the war between the reptilians, not the dinosaurs, but the reptilians that we know of that are like the 7 to 14 foot tall reptilians, depending on their size and their, uh, their designation within the species, um, and our human-like ancestors. There was a great war, and that and these reptilians were creating genetic experiments on the planet. They were trying to develop a species and using the planet for basically a laboratory. They didn't want anybody to come in and mess with it, and guess what happened, right? So we had some a, like a Nordic-like species, a human-like species, and some other genetic farmer races that wanted to use Earth for the same purposes. The reptilians said, no, we're not going to have that. You're going to have to fight us for it. And they had this humongous war. And apparently the reptilians lit off this humongous, massive nuclear bomb that was like the size of like a trillion nuclear bombs that that wouldn't kill Earth, but it would kill everything else on Earth. And supposedly they killed off their own DNA experiments, which were the dinosaurs and some other uh, reptilian experiments. Uh, and they left other precious metals that they were going to need to rebuild, like gold and copper, um, intact, even though this explosion happened. So it left the planet uninhabitable for 200 years, um, reportedly, and they were able to come back and repopulate and, and do what they needed to do with their genetic experiments. But let's just say, right, that after that that war happened 65 million years ago, that they want this planet back, right? Because genetic farmer races have come in, the greys have come in, the Nordics have come in, tall whites, you know, Pleiadians, you name it, Arcturians, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, there's, you know, all kinds of different species, the, the, the golden triangle-headed folks that were like 10 feet tall that Corey Good described, uh, feline-looking um, aliens, as well as uh, many, many other uh, species that look very similar to humans. So all of these species combined came to Earth and are in the area that are using Earth as a genetic farmer planet, and they have interest in it. But maybe, just maybe, some of these reports that have come in from whistleblowers who have actually seen reptilians walking down the halls of these underground bases, specifically Dulce Base, who have seen these reptilians going all the way back to 76, um, 
that they're working hand in hand. They're walking down the walking through the hallways of these underground military bases. And some of these airmen, some of these armies, some of these Marines have come forward and said, we've seen these guys walking hand in hand and they were not to be messed with. You know, they were not to be messed with. They were not to be talked to. They were not to be engaged. We were simply there for our mission to secure the base and to mind our own business. And there were areas of the base that we were not supposed to go, that they were controlled by the reptilians. And then we had control of certain parts of the base that we were under security for and not to go into those areas because those were the, were the reptilians locations of the bases. So if that's true, if we, if we have people whistleblowing here, you know, people that are coming out with these stories, they're, they're relinquishing these stories and, you know, they know they're going to get made fun of. They know that people are just going to, you know, just bash them for it. And these guys are, are telling their story out of their, out of the goodness of their hearts and wanting to let folks know what's going on in the world. And um, so we feel like this, this is probably the truth. And if it is, then we have a real problem because then we have some of these malicious type aliens that could be influencing our government officials, creating a false flag operation to potentially harm not only humanity, but also beneficial alien species that are trying to help humanity grow as a species mentally, spiritually, and physically. So I know that's a lot to think about, but if you're engaged in, in ufology like I am, you, sometimes you go down the rabbit hole and you kind of think about, well, okay, if, if this, if A is true and B is true, then C could also be true. And if that's true, then maybe D is true. So we look at the pieces of the puzzle and we put them together and we ask questions, right? Just like we were asking questions yesterday about, um, alien agenda, you know, human capability of telepathy, of, of healing, of, of Reiki, because, um, because all of these pieces of the puzzle are pu pieces of the alien agenda puzzle and of the human agenda puzzle and the future of ourselves and our children and our grandchildren. All of us are involved in this. It's not just the government. It's not just aliens. It's all of us. And if we don't see that, then we're truly going to fall apart because we are together in this you, I, everybody that's that's in, interested in ufology, interested in humanity, interested in history, we're all part of it. And we need to make a plan. We need to figure out what the right steps are so that we take the best step forward. Right? Everyone thinks that they're right. Everyone thinks that their plan is the best way to go. If I develop a plan and you develop a plan, we're going to have two totally different plans. Right? Some folks might say we need to go into the farmland and, you know, create underground bunkers so that we have, you know, protection. And you would be right if you could do that. If you had the, the financial resources to do that, that would be a one step in the right direction. You want to know why? Because our very own government has done that. What does it do? It provides you protection against uh, blasts, physical explosions, nuclear explosions, um, it provides you with protection with your communication. No one can hear your communication when you're 50, 100 feet underground. Um, when you're hard-lined hard in to communications, nobody can, can hear on those. Nobody can pick up that, that information, um, not unless they're plugged into the hard line. So there's a lot, of, a lot of benefits to being underground, and our government knows that. So 
it's very interesting when you think about what the right steps are, you know, and I, I don't know, you know, sometimes it makes me wonder, you know, what, what is the right step? What is the best thing to do moving forward here? And I think just becoming aware of how these situations can play out and how your life can play out, I think is one of the most important things you can do is planning. I'm not saying go build an underground bunker. Not everybody can do that. What I'm saying is, is that think about your future, think about your family, think about your loved ones, think about your life and the best way you can live it. Maybe none of this will happen in our lifetime. Maybe we have nothing to worry about currently. But, you know, things things are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about, that we only hear about through whistleblower, you know, communication. And uh, it's truly fascinating. So anyway, guys, uh, what do you think? Project Bluebeam, been talked about for decades. Is it real? Uh, could we use an EMP to blast all electronic communications, all electricity out of, out of commission. How many of us, how many of your friends and family could put together a makeshift electrical grid uh, that could power a home, that could power a neighborhood if an EMP of that size was blasted and we needed to start from scratch and we needed to farm and we needed to, uh, rebuild, you know, it would be fascinating. It would be an apocalyptic event. It would be, you know, a very dystopian future. And the challenge would be there. It would kind of be like that show Dark Skies, you know, with Noel Wilde, where, uh, you know, they were, the aliens had come down and basically annihilated everything. And they were trying to start from scratch as well, you know, just using their bare minimums that they had. So could you do it? Could you create uh, a working uh, community? a working home to begin with, and then a working community after that. How strong are your convictions in, in that capability? If something went down, do you have books that you could go to to read and to to fix things instead of the Internet, right? Because once we only rely on the Internet, we have no more books. Guess what, guys? A couple of generations go by, and a lot of that knowledge is going to be gone, Right? You can only teach your children so much, and books need to be there, too. It's very interesting to think about. Well, anyway, hopefully, hopefully I give you guys something, some food for thought. I apologize if I put too much on your plate tonight, but uh, I care about you guys. I think about you guys, and I want nothing but the best for you guys. So uh, hopefully you're taking care of your physical, spiritual, and emotional health, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continuing to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.